0: Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. Welcome to the 2023 season, everybody. Aren't you excited? Are you? Are you tired of hearing every person in the world tell you uh, Happy New Year? Yeah. I mean, we're here now. We're good. We know it's the new year. It's been two days. The new years are already not so new anymore, is it? No. It's fine. I hope you're all doing well. I hope whatever goals you've already set for yourself in this year, that you've put a good step forward. You know, I hope that you you had a good New Year's Eve, and uh, I hope you started off the new year not hungover. That was the best part of my 2023 so far because i didn't come into it with a splitting headache <laughs> i didn't wake up you know there wasn't the the first few hours of being in 2023 like wow it's a new year and i feel great i feel invincible <laughs> at midnight i was uh, the past decade i would come into new years feeling invincible be like the world is mine i mean and then it turns out it's just whiskey confidence and uh, I woke up with a splitting headache and a vicious anxiety from <laughs> pounding beers. Yeah, I didn't do that this year, and I'm I'm glad for it. I put a I put a right step forward on that first day. I hope you guys are all making goals, getting ready, setting yourself up for success. You know, and don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't be coming up with goals. It's good to have goals. Okay, put your right foot forward, and you're gonna you're gonna stumble here and there. You're gonna stumble. You're going to fall, but you just got to keep at it, right? You just got to work at it. It's it's a, a building those kind of habits and getting to a goal sucks. <laughs> There's no sugarcoating it. Building habits and trying to set yourself up for success in goals fucking sucks because most of the time it's just all delayed gratification. It's all it is, you know, and just trying to improve your habits. I know one of my big ones is to stop procrastinating on things I want to do or need to get done. Yeah, I'm terrible about it. I fucked around for probably an hour and a half before I needed to actually sit down and record this, you guys. That's how bad it is. I kept like, oh, I should find a different article. What do I need to talk about? Oh, what do you know? This dish is, that's when you know you're getting to a point where you're just trying to find something else to do than do that thing. Just looking at oh a cup in the sink. I can't I can't do the podcast yet. This mug's dirty. Meanwhile, that mug's been sitting there for six hours. <laughs> that mug's been sitting in there since I had my morning coffee. Okay, it doesn't it isn't precedent. It doesn't set a precedence that it needs to be clean now just because I'm bored and don't want to actually do this other thing. And it's it's a common problem a lot of people face. I know it faces me in general quite a bit I try to push that off when it's something like I should do this oh but look look over here laundry I mean that's an important thing to do I better do that like I find little tasks that are important things that help your day-to-day life and make things easier and things you should be doing um to justify doing the little the pro the To put aside the projects that I'm like, well, those are extracurricular uh, projects, you know, they're not really the, the biggest focus on the goal, you know, and stuff. Yeah, that's what you do. They did it all the time in, like, school. You know, it comes down to work, working on things that take time and actual effort can be difficult. At least they were for me. I mean, I did it in school all the time, too. Uh, I would need to do homework, you know, you got to do homework, it's important, and you have to do your homework if you want to play sports, uh, Yeah, and which I did, I wanted to be an athlete, wanted to make sure I was eligible to play, and all that jazz, you know, but I would go in, sit down to start working on a paper in my room, or work on math homework, or whatever, and I would get up, or I'd work on things for like five seconds and just go. Ah, I can't focus right now. I'm gonna go do something else and and I go out in the garage and hit off a tee or something. And hit off the <laughs> or go work on do framing drills for catching. Like I'd go work on baseball stuff, and it's uh, you're, you're convincing yourself you're being productive because you're like, well, I'm practicing. I'm working on this thing that I'm. But you're really just avoiding the thing that is a necessary step for you to be able to do that task anyway. So. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. I'm just trying to recognize it when I do that. And that's my problem. is I am trying to recognize it. My biggest thing too, I think one of my big goals and I'm putting it out on here and I've been talking about it to some people is I want to be on my phone less. So I'm trying to really sit down and when that impulse kicks in and I'm catching myself do it now. Um and so I'm not just scrolling mindlessly or just trying to find something on my phone to entertain myself. Uh, I want if I want to be entertained. Everybody's trying to like figure out something to entertain themselves with, but I want to. How do I put it? Uh, I just want to do it in a more. I want it to be more productive. Um, and I don't feel like scrolling and watching videos on my phone is being productive. It's not helping me in a lot of ways. I'm not. I used to get kind of content that seemed like it was educational or um, somewhat interesting. Now it's just I don't know. It just feels like junk food. It doesn't feel like it's good for me or is helping me in any way. So now I'm trying to. I know like I've been trying to read more, which is a thing I've tried to do my whole life. Is get into reading, and I'm really gonna try this year. But every time I feel that need, like, oh, I'm bored, I'm going to scroll through my phone, is like, and I catch myself, like, I'll still scroll through it and, like, look at stuff and get caught in the wormhole. But then if I can, my goal is to recognize, like, oh, dude, you're stuck. You're stuck in the wormhole. And then put it down and then go grab one of my books I'm reading and read that. Maybe that'll help. I don't even know if there's really any benefit to it. But I think it, to me, it seems like a nice goal to try. And if anything, I'll read more books, and which I desperately need to do. I've probably only read cover to cover in my life, maybe eight books, maybe. Like it's not many, and like I mean books that are. And I, when I say a book, I'm talking about books that are over at least two hundred fifty pages. <laughs> like I, I've read some shorter books, and uh, I'm pretty sure Captain Underpants doesn't count because it has pictures in it. You know. Uh, Brian's Winter and The Hatchet, I don't really count. Those are, you know, very easy n- novels, and they're barely, con- I can't believe they're considered a novel, to be honest, but, yeah. Oh, man, remember Hatchet? What a weird book. Hey, you want to read a story about a kid whose parents are divorced and his dad hated his mom so much that he went to Canada, and so now the kid's got to get on a commercial flight and go to Canada and then crash in the middle of the, Canadian force and survive with only a hatchet that sounds like a fun read for middle schoolers doesn't it it's great i I still I'm still trying to figure out what the message of that book was I've replayed it in my head a couple different times I've and I've tried to look up synopsis and read it again to make sure I got it right. And that's what I, what I just gave you was the synopsis of all that. And it's basically him trying to survive, right? And it's, If anything, it's a survival guide disguised as a teen drama about a kid's parents going through divorce. some. At certain points, I think they made me read that book because my parents are going through a divorce. And they were like, well, Wade, you might be traveling one day now that your parents are divorced. And you're going to need the survival skills in order to uh, conquer the woods if your trampers." transportation goes down <laughs> they just I think schools just make that mandatory reading for kids who are going through a divorce with their parents <laughs> that's the only reason hatchet exists and has ever sold copies is so that they can uh keep that author flow he found a good market that's a that's a racket of a market if you ask me you know every guidance counselor was looking for some kind of solution in the mid-2000s and early 90s ni- ease and stuff for like man all these parents are getting divorced now it's not like the old days where people just gritted their teeth and just stayed in their marriage till they died (laughs) well no now they're getting divorced and nobody knows how to handle this therapy therapy is a new thing we don't even know what therapy is man we just thought this was an easy check to listen to people complain about their problems how do we how do we help these kids and teenagers with divorce i don't know make them read a book about a kid who has to survive in the woods i don't know that's a, that's just a hunch <laughs> 2023 we're going in on it hard we, we, we're still not changing that much are we just making weird conspiracy theories about hatchet the book and brian's winner which brian winner brian's winner is an even more fucked up book this is actually making me feel really good about my reading ability because i still at least remember these stories because at the end of hatchet he gets found. He, like, does this whole elaborate plan where he dives down into the uh, lake where the plane had crashed and fishes out, like, a, a survival kit. Like, there's a backpack with, like, uh you know... Me- Uh, med pack meals and all that shit and like a flint starter like it's just like it's they're stored on every plane according to that story right but he dives down into the lake he trains himself so he can like get into the lake and go into the cabin and find it and he does and then as soon as he finds it and he starts a fire with the flint and stuff that's when like search and rescue finally shows up and finds him and, uh, I think I remember the end of the book being like, the guys are like, film, we finally found you. And he offers them like a candy bar that's in the bag. <laughs> like, like he doesn't really care to be rescued. He's like, I got this shit handled. That's like the end of that is like, I've become a man is I think maybe the moral of the story. But then there's Brian's winter. is that all happens in like l- early fall or late fall or mid fall. Who knows? And I'm guessing mid fall because I think fall or winter kind of hits up in the woods of Canada a little earlier. But Brian's winter is just the continuation of the story without him ever being found by search and rescue. At that point, so the hatchet was supposed to be the whole story, and this guy sold a bunch of copies. He was like, "Well, I guess I got to write a sequel." We'll, do, well, Brian's winner will just... We'll, what if he never was found? <laughs> he just. He's like, we're going to do... It. It just, every book just turns into, oh, well, what if in a parallel universe he was never found? All these writers get so fucking bored and so uninspired by their own stories that they just go, what if we just go and make it a different universe? You know, it just it's another timeline where he wasn't found. That's all they do all the time. If you want to write a book, guys, all you got to do is just make it so... There's an alternate universe where the thing that happened didn't happen. And then you can just write a whole new story without having to do any of the prior setup you did before. Book writing made easy. You know, it's good. I hope you guys had a whatever. But I'm going to read more. Hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season, though. That's all it comes down to. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Just hope you had a great holiday season. You know, I had one of my favorite things happen this holiday season. You know, got to go back to my girlfriend's hometown. She lives in she's from a small town, which is always fun. Gonna go out there, hang out with her family. It was the first time I spent uh, Christmas with her family. First time she spent Christmas with my family. It was a good time. Uh, and I got to set up one of my favorite scenarios. Whenever I go to a small town, we were leaving. And if you've ever been to a small town, especially like one that has like you know less than 2,000 people, you know, it's pretty good. Everybody knows everybody. It's a very tight-knit community. You know whose family lives where, you know whose houses, whose houses. you know, you just know what's going on in the town at all times. And if you don't, it bothers you. And that's where me coming into the small town rules. So we're leaving. And we're going to go into uh, one of the local gas stations. And this is like the local, local gas station. It's not even a franchise. No, it's not like a Casey's or, or come and go or anything like that. No, this is a complete its own thing. You know, just it's Jim's gas station. <laughs> the classic small town mantra, where it's you if you will have a business in a small town, it's your name and whatever that business you own is. <laughs> that is what it is. But gas stations in the small towns, especially like those, like Jim's gas station, you know, that place is a hangout spot, you know, not not only do they have gas there, but they sell, a, they have a lunch special, you know, there's a small, like, mini little cafeteria in there, it's a place to hang out, and that is the old, and that is the spot for the old boys, okay, the old boys go there, farming season's over, okay, they're done, they're done being fields, now it's like, every morning you wake up, you go hang out at gyms. You have a cup of coffee, and you do it. And this is not just in this town, okay? This is in small towns across America. This is how it was when my grandfather and I would go hunting in the morning. He lived in a smaller town, and while we would go into the convenience store, and there would be Three or four old boys, and my grandpa would say hi to all of them, and they'd say hi. They exchange a couple words. He'd get his coffee, and we'd go out. I'd get a hot chocolate. Um, they'd make a bunch of old boys like, "Hey, make sure you you take care of your grandpa. You know, he get boy can't take care of himself. You know, it's all it's all jabs, <laughs> the same jabs you hear a thousand times. That eventually you start using. I'm it, that, that shit bleeds into your brain. It's like a virus. It just seeps in. I do this kind of stuff now all the time, where I'm just hitting people with old boy uh, jokes and puns at at uh, cashier to cashiers and all that stuff. Man, it seeps in. I try to stop myself, but I can't. It's like it, something's overcoming me, and I can't. I'm just morphing into a monster and can't help but say corny jokes to cashier people. It happens, but I'm I'm not above it. It it happens. It happens to all of us. We will all be there one day. We just crave some kind of social interaction, (laughs) which is why you got to get away from your phone. Anyway, but they're all in there, right? Now, I'm not from this town. My girlfriend hasn't lived in this town in a long time. And we're we're dressed in our comfy travel clothes, you know. Uh, Got some stocking hats on, all that jazz. Wearing baggy sweats and stuff. So we both walk in there. Now, if she would have got lucky, you know, someone from her hometown might have recognized her. But they didn't. And that's my favorite part is we walk into this gas station and there's a group of old boys standing by the coffee machine all talking about God knows what. Actually, they were talking about NFL football. I know because I was eavesdropping because I'm a piece of shit. But as soon as you walk in there, These old boys, you walk into a gas station in a local town and nobody knows who you are. They all just like vultures, just all turn their head and look to see who it is. But then as they're looking at you, they realize they're staring. And then they quickly try to readjust to go back to the conversation like like the whole place didn't have a record scratch for a second to see who came in the door. They all try to play that off. (laughs) They try to act. Like, nothing out of the ordinary is there. But they have one guy at all times, like, kind of peeking over to try to look at you, to try to figure out who you are. And because I'm definitely not from there, and my girlfriend hasn't lived there in so long, these people have no idea who we are. And that is my favorite thing to do in a small town. Because I have just set forth a mystery for the next month. Those old boys... They have nothing else to do. Their farms are taken care of right now. The most they gotta do is deal with tax season, you know, and they got a guy they hire. He got Brian's taxes <laughs> in taxidermy down on the fourth on fourth street, you know? That guy's been doing their taxes for years. So they just take all the stuff to him and Brian figures it out, you know. <laughs> so that's the big thing they got going on. So they got nothing but time. And they're Snoopy. They're going to go around town and try to figure it out. By the end, of, by the time we got outside city limits, text messages were being sent. Phone calls were being made. Somebody went over to the local grocery store. And they were talking to pe- everybody around town trying to figure out who we were. <laughs> they were trying to, like, yeah, I saw some, like, uh, fella come in there today with, uh, with a girl. She kind of look familiar. I don't know. They went around town, I guarantee it, trying to figure out who we were. You know, I pay with a credit card. They might have went over to the guy at the cashier and asked, like, "Hey, who? What was that? Uh, who? What? What was the name of that card he used? What, was it, what did he? Uh, did he take his receipt? I did take my receipt that time. I didn't want my name to be on it. <laughs> That's part of the fun. I've done this before. You gotta, you gotta make him work for it. You know, uh, and uh, hopefully the one. The cashier is just like, "Nah, man. You know, we can't do that." Jeff, and he's like, come on. I mean, I'm i in here every day. I mean, I practically work here, you know. I mean, I clock in and clock out sometimes. I've ran the register for you when you went out on a smoke break. Come on, just tell me what the guy's name. Yeah, they, it's been a, it's been a solid couple weeks right now where they're trying to figure out who we were. I uh, The goal is hopefully they figure it out, and then next time I come in, I've shaved since then. And that's even going to throw them off even more. <laughs> you got to change the look. I'm just constantly trying to slip old boys in gas stations. <laughs> I haven't even done anything wrong. It's just a fun thing to make them work for it. They want to become Sherlock Holmes so bad after so not knowing somebody in their town is there. They're asking people at the grocery store, Do do you have a cousin coming to town this week for Christmas and for the holidays? Anybody in there? Ah, It's so fun. Yeah, if you ever just feel like no one cares to know who you are and no one cares who you are, no one knows who you are or cares to know who you are, just go to a small town gas station and walk in there because those guys are going to spend the next month trying to figure out who you are. (laughs) And they're doing it the old school way, because yeah, what's the fun in just searching you online, you know? <laughs> Woo. It's fun. Anyway, that's that's my dumb thoughts, huh? And, you know, hopefully they just don't try to steal my identity. Which is a thing we have to worry about in today's world, guys. That's why I don't like phones that much. I feel like they're constantly trying to get at us with our phones, you know? And there's even a new thing that I'm not—I wasn't aware of—and I saw this article and I saw this headline and I was like, "Well, nobody else knows about this either, probably, since there's an article about it." And I thought we'd read out, read it together, and find out about it. Uh, so the first article of 2023 is the FCC wants to crack down on SIM swapping, a common form of identity fraud. Now. This is probably going to explain the article, but for you people who don't exactly know, the SIM card is the thing that you put in your cell phone, and it allows you to access whatever uh, cellular network you are a part of. You, you've all probably messed with them before. I didn't know people were swapping them, and this is one reason why I'm always hesitant to take them to those second-hand or third-party fix-your-phone places because that just seems... Cr- sketchy, I just don't know. Unless they're doing it right in front of me, then I'm fine, I guess. But who knows. Uh companies have failed to fix the previous uh the problem so the government has stepped in. Okay, let's take a look here. Okay, the FCC uh, has released the first collection of the Biden-era proposed cybersecurity rules. Uh, in the proposal, the FCC address a serious problem called SIM swapping, a common form of digital identity theft that is almost impossible to protect yourself against. Impossible. Okay, so man, I thought this was actually physically removing the card. This is about to get very, very strange if it's not easy to protect yourself against okay unfortunately uh, this is a definite definitely a situation where the government regulation needs to step in says Allison Nixon uh, chief research officer f- with cyber intelligence firm unit uh, unit 221b <laughs> two two god damn it that's pretty good that's a good intelligence uh, name firm. Name right there. If you're those who don't know that pun, that's the Sherlock Holmes uh, address. That's he lived in uh, flat two two one B. Because private companies have uh, utterly failed to deal with the problem themselves. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey famously sim swapped. Was famously sim swapped in 2019. Both AT and T and T-Mobile were embroiled in a lawsuit that accused them of failing to protect their customers from this kind of attack. One cyber, uh, one cryptocurrency investor even sued a high school senior for allegedly stealing twenty three point eight million of his cryptocurrency from him via SIM swap. Jesus Christ. well, he got sued. That doesn't mean like it, he proved it. I'd like to know more about that story. That's insane. Also, I'd never heard about this. With Jack Dorsey, he had his he got SIM swiped in two thousand nineteen. This is a pretty uh, hefty thing that's going on there. There's been some big cases. It looks like. Here's what you need to know about the increasingly common form of hacking and what the FCC is going to do with time. What is SIM swapping? SIM swapping is a type of fraud which attackers take over. Your phone number by using its authentic, authenticated accounts that you, you own, says Nixon. Uh, if you have a two-factor authentication on, you will usually get a verification code sent to your phone in order to get your to your account. That authorization process uh, is the reason most hackers will sim swap. Uh, because it's an easy way to get into people's emails and bank accounts once they have the phone number. Ah, that makes sense. I've thought this is a weird process for the longest time. Because I'm a skeptic and I fucking hate everything. Especially technology related. And that uh, having your phone number linked up and them sending those verification processes phone numbers and all that stuff, it's one reason why I've never really liked linking this stuff, because the more stuff that's linked, the more avenues and accesses it feels like you give, uh, for people who are committing fraud or all that stuff to get to into your stuff, that's why I've always been so skeptical of it, um... So here we go again kind of weirdly making me go, "Ah, oh man, why did I ever try to do any of this stuff?" For example, if you've ever logged into an account and you receive a confirmation code via text message to your phone, you have experienced a moment uh then you've experienced the moment that the hackers exploit. Yeah, exactly. Uh SIM swapping attacks have increasingly increased dramatically in the last year in different countries not only in the United States but also in Canada and Europe says Benjamin Fung a professor of the School of Information Studies at McGill University he notes that the practice inspires a lot of copycats uh, because the attack does not require much time, technical skills and can yield lucrative access to bank account logins how does SIM swapping work? there are many different ways to hack uh, hackers can do this. A hacker can pull up your phone, uh, cell phone carrier, pretend to be you, say they got a new phone, and then ask the carrier to switch the number to the phone. Or they can call up to a different carrier and say they want to switch from Verizon to AT&T, for example, and get your number put on a new AT&T phone. Jesus Christ. It's crazy it's that fucking easy to get your phone number taken away is like if someone just calls up I guess there's like what are the real ways they're gonna verify you? Are they gonna ask you the hackers can get that sensitive data that they need to verify you so easy it seems like anymore. You have to I swear to God, sometimes you just gotta lie. <laughs> Stop giving out your real birth date and all this shit. He's got to start making up information to get stuff done online. But then you're lying. And then if you agree to those things and you're lying, there's all this, for blah, blah, blah. it's like, God, God can't protect yourself from nothing. Another method involves a malware installed on a carrier's network and then used by malware to control employee counts in order to get uh, forced to change through who that they want. Uh, this is, uh, they can also bribe, extort, blackmail employees at phone carriers in order to access numbers they want. All the victims will see that their cell phone stops receiving service because the carrier is getting service to a different phone at this point, says Nixon. Uh, it looks as if you didn't pay your bill or you, and you get got caught off. Uh, the victims will have to stand and buy and watch their passwords get reset on their accounts until they unlock uh, are locked out uh, of all or most of them. Uh, how can people protect themselves? There very little people can do to protect themselves against this. The problem is that the way people identify themselves over the Internet is broken, says Nixon. Uh, to a website you are a person A uh, you as a person are nothing more than a phone number. Uh, if you, if someone else is able to steal your phone number, then uh, they've, they are effectively you. Nixon, who has been working with people who have been SIM swapping for years, says she has seen situations where uh, fraudsters was better at providing their stolen digital identity than their victim was at verifying themselves. Uh, her victims were often people who took everything, every suggestion, digital uh, precaution and were still permanently locked out of their accounts. Uh, the foundation that the we're built, uh, we built the internet on has some cracks and the foundation itself needs to be repaired, she says. Uh, when Nixon deals with the high-end clients, she tells them to assume the phone system is compromised. Uh, that any of their two-factor authentications that involve using a phone number uh, for verification is sus- a suspect. Using a Yike a key, a physical key where you can uh, have a press of a button while logging in is safe, as is a an authentication app like Authy uh, that generates a number that you put in or a barcode to scan while logging in. Huh, never heard of those. Uh, why aren't phone companies fixing this? Uh, if you walk into a phone store with a $1,000 and tell them Uh, You forgot your login, but you want to buy a new phone. The company will likely figure out a way for you to access your account because they want your business, says Nixon. Uh, That's the way of thinking that is at odds with the account security. The problem is that these accounts are so easy to take over because these phone companies uh, want to sell phones and service plans. If the companies secure these accounts, it would make it more difficult for the average consumer to buy a phone. Uh, Fixing a problem would involve making customers accounts more secure, which would make uh, customers Acquisition more expensive for phone companies. Unless we see the government forcing companies to fix this, it's not going to get fixed at all. Yeah, it's one of those things right there. (sighs) Until it starts affecting a company's bottom line, uh, they're not going to fix it or try to mess with the infrastructure in order to better provide a more secure service. Um. Although the government stepping in and telling them what to do. I mean, you just look at what the government solutions to some of their... Uh, you've Has anybody here ever been on a government website? You ever gone to pay a fucking t- parking ticket or a speeding ticket online? It's one of the most archaic and old and outdated systems there is. It's fucking garbage. So... I'd, I'd be hesitant to say, oh, yeah, no, they're going to be able to fucking figure that out in an instant. The government knows what regulations to put in to make it more secure. They don't fucking know. They're going to tell them they have to do this, and there's just going to be a, a few little criterias, and then the companies will do what they, what they all do when it comes to regulations, especially big corporations. They will meet the bare minimum or figure out ways and loopholes to not have to do it at all. Because that's how it works. Okay, how is the FCC addressing this? The FCC proposed a regulation that will require phone carriers uh, to authenticate people's identity before transferring their phone numbers to a new phone. People can verify their identities by offering a pre-established password or getting a one-time password sent to the, via text message or email or phone call carriers will also have to identify and notify people if the SIM card changes request is made on their account right now the change occurs uh, instantaneously zero warning no opportunity for people to protest or re- reverse the charge provide uh, providers will not be able to to SIM swap phones, if the customer cannot authenticate their account via these methods, phone carriers will also have to give customers a port freeze uh, option on their accounts that does not allow any SIM swapping. Uh, this will eliminate uh, a good number of SIM swapping cases," said Fung. Uh, whether the com- uh, completely eliminates this type of cyber attack may not be the case, but Mu but it is a move the move is better than nothing uh, phone providers are have not voiced their displeasure yet for these new requirements even though the US telecoms has issued a statement about the other aspects of the FCC approval everybody's pretty much in agreement that the SIM swap meter sucks, says Nixon, maybe some lobbying groups will take a fight to this uh, fighting this proposal because it's going to increase the costs of the providers. But you know what? The victims right now are experiencing the costs and no one's lobbying for them. And that is the god honest truth, <laughs> guys. Uh, that that's a scary one. So uh, I don't know. Do do what you will, but uh, think about how you're uh, putting your passwords out there and how you're uh, receiving two-factor enter- uh, authentication and all that stuff. As much as I don't want to, it makes me think I need to start using the fucking little uh, your finger scan in order to get in your phones and stuff. Even though I fucking hate that shit, you know. But then, even that's probably not as safe anymore. Neither as like the facial recognition stuff. You know, they'll, they'll use your face to unlock your phone. And since there was that whole thing about uh, that was AI artwork and people uploading their face. Like in the agreement, there was something about how your they have the rights to your likeness and use it however they please and all that stuff. Well, your face is your identifier. And so I don't know. It seems like you could lead to some crazy shit, especially if they just sell people's faces. Like if you, the the amount of people who are doing that, and the amount of faces out there now, and the amount of people who probably gave up their face and the ability to possibly get in their phones is crazy. I don't know. Just always think before you uh, post <laughs> or do anything with your with that kind of stuff. But that's this old uh, dog and pony show. That's a tale as old as time at this point when it comes to the internet, isn't it? But you know where you can hear even more of those old timey tales, puntinggame.com that's right guys, puntinggame.com is where you can find all the good stuff for this year in 2023, we got all the normal podcasts coming out we got that, we got hopefully some new stuff some fun stuff coming on, we're gonna keep you guys entertained throughout the year like we always do and have done for years at this point, but speaking of which that's where you can find all of the backlogs of all the podcasts guys years of content that you can go and listen to and enjoy, Uh, and if you want to watch the visual aspects of it, you want to head over to YouTube and go to Comic Way Taylor, guys. At Comic Way Taylor on YouTube, that's where you can find the video versions of this podcast. Who gives a F? Uh, My half hour Wild Horses is on there, so check out that. And then don't forget to head over to the Pun and Game Shop, guys, and get yourself something nice. Uh, to keep yourself warm for the rest of this winter. Get yourself a hoodie. Represent the pocket watch uh, not worth the time hoodie. That one's great. We got the big uh, Flavor Flav clock that I got on there too. We got all sorts of stuff. So get yourself some merch. Support your favorite shows at punninggame.com. Much appreciated. It's the best way to support us is buying some merch right there. Uh, Otherwise, guys, uh, I have one good show coming up this year so far on the books. Uh, January 20th one is it 25th or 20th i already forgot uh i think it's january 20th uh i'm gonna be on no sleep at woolies that is january 20th at woolies in des moines uh no sleep just come out to that tickets will go fast so get on that if you want to come and watch me do stand up be a lot of other good comics on that show just come out and do that it's gonna be a good time guys uh have a great 2023 i hope you guys accomplish everything you guys want this year. I hope you accomplished everything you wanted last year. Um, So keep your head up. Get those goals in order and get ready. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do.